0: Okay, we're recording. So what are we doing? This is our first unedited podcast about...
1: What is it about?
0: Yeah, what do you want the podcast to be about?
1: What are we talking about?
0: Well, we were talking about Alzheimer's.
1: I'm going to interview you.
0: No, we're finding (laughs) out what we want to talk about and... I guess there is a lot of information about um, the disease, but not so much on the caregivers. And it seems like that's more of a focus for you on dealing with the the caregivers of people with, you know, suffering. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And why is that important? Or why do you think that that is something that needs to be talked about more?
1: Because every, I believe um, that the aging population, but... In my, in my case, it's not the aging population because my mom got it early at 57. So the reality is probably in your lifespan, you will be a caregiver at some point. And I think if uh, people are aware of that, maybe that's more of um, a fair factor. I don't think people know what they're, they're bargained uh, for.
0: I think in Canada, the assumption is because everyone talks about, oh, Canada's got great health care. I guess the assumption is people will be taken care of because generally anything else, people are taken care of. You have a heart attack, you go to the hospital. So what's the difference? What do people need to know about the practical reality of of having this disease and caring for someone in Canada with this?
1: Or eat... Well, even with any other illness, namely a heart attack that you just said, yeah, your initial care at a hospital and your doctor's visits are taken care of. But what about the aftercare? That's not covered under OHIP.
0: But I guess with all, stuff, there isn't really an, an initial hospital. It's like it's it's like a a slowly progressing disease. So there's no. You know, like even with a stroke, there's an initial episode, right? There's something that happens and someone has a stroke and they have care and then the aftercare is kind of scheduled. Is it the same with Alzheimer's or is it just kind of what's the process in, in being diagnosed and is it something that's recognized by doctors easily or is it something that you stumble upon?
1: No, it, it, there's no um, there's no diagnosis somebody else has to notice it and it's usually somebody removed so um the a spouse probably won't notice it they're too close for comfort so they would just be thinking oh you're doing it on purpose or if erratic behavior would be oh you know just be blamed on the actual person so and then the person doesn't know because of where the atrophy is in the brain uh hey, they explain
0: would, what that means if someone doesn't know
1: Okay, so Alzheimer's, usually it's identified on an a MRI scan, and it shows plaque on the brain, which is basically where the neurons die, and they can't be replaced, so your brain is technically shutting down, and uh, it's sort of like uh, turning off lights in a house, so they'll never be turned back on, like the power is out, and that's it.
0: And if, do things like reconnect to? No, yeah. no that's it. And... So can it be like specific? Like, is it is it a um, is it a memory that's shut down, or is it a uh, like how to wind a watch? Can can it could be that specific where?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's not. Uh... It, you see, everyone thinks it's just memory loss, but um, it depends where the plaque is in your brain. It could be in the frontal lobe, it could be in the temporal lobe, it depends. So um, it usually presents the first signs are the sh- short term memory loss. So, where you, uh, I guess I'll use that same example as a spouse thinking that oh you're just pretending because the person could remember things from the past and not even at the initial stage it's not the distant past people think oh it's just the distant no it, they can remember things it's just short term like they wouldn't remember what they just did five seconds ago yeah it's completely gone it's lost
0: I know my like my dad is I guess and that's how me and Karen met we were kind of I wanted to read her book, and then we'll we'll kind of we'll we'll put a link to her book because her book is really um, really fascinating and eye opening. That's what I get. I gave it to my mom. I gave it to um, another friend to read, and everyone's like, "Wow, it's an eye opener." And um, so me and Karen met, and my dad is just going through nothing diagnosed. I know um, that through his older. Um, so, hold on. This is the unedited part because I got to adjust the oh, cool. microphone. Um, I know through his older siblings that they went through something similar where they got kind of forgetful in the short term memory. and um, they, They're able to kind of function with help and, and not really hospitalize her and never got to the stage where they needed um, outside caregiving. But um, so I'm kind of at the, the really beginning stages of kind of where you were 17 years ago. So um, so we just started talking about about, I guess Karen's story and a preview to the story that I might be going through. And that's kind of how we got to this to this point. But I noticed with my dad too, like he can't remember, you know, he'll have stories, and they'll talk to me about, oh, my gosh, when I was five, and he grew up in Aruba. I went down, and they had this white cheese from Venezuela, and and I would um, I would steal an egg from the chicken. They had chickens, and I would go trade it for candy and cheese, and I'm like, that's awesome. What would you have for breakfast this morning? He's like, I don't know. You know, he's like 82. He remembers when he was five, but he, you know, he asked him what he had this morning. So I'm starting to see... The uh, my dog is fascinated with Karen. Sorry, we're sitting in my basement. I'm a musician, so I've got kind of like a studio. So um, Ellie, my little dog, is completely fascinated by Karen. Um. So, anyways, that, that's kind of where we started. And um, I guess what would you what would you say the the goal is? Just to educate people.
1: Yeah, just to uh, bring about awareness of, I think there's a lack of um, what Alzheimer's is. Uh, people think it's just, oh, just forget. Or a lot of people attribute it to aging or senility or, you know. But the reality is more and more uh, individuals are being diagnosed early. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's not normal. No, it's not. That's what I. That's it's what you told aging. me. Not normal aging. Yeah, it's like
1: actually not. So it's
0: so for me, if it's not normal aging,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: everyone I know, except for a handful of people that um, you know in the immediate family that are older, and I have, I have an aunt who's ninety five, I think, who zero, like she recollects everything, very, very. So if it's not a normal function, then a lot of people have it.
1: Probably, it's like the six or top ten major causes of death, and there's no cure.
0: And how does it? How does it? How does one actually die from it?
1: You don't. Well, that's why the statistics aren't correct. Uh, You don't really die from it. You die from something related to it. So you could probably get pneumonia. Um the last stage of the disease is you can't remember how to swallow. Wow. So you basically starve to death. Um or you can Uh, get unless
0: you're it's intervened and like you're Yeah, if you wanna do
1: that and you get a feeding tube, that's fine, but okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Or you can have a seizure or a stroke or a heart attack. Like it's always something attributed to from the disease but like not actually you don't die from it right but they really should once you're diagnosed they should really say that it really was that that killed because that's it's part of the brain shutting down right
0: so if the statistics aren't correct is there is there a correlation to the amount of funding related to that so if, if more. If more people were attributed to that, do you think there would be more money or more focus? Is that part of the problem with the caregivers that that it isn't seen as something that's contributing to the amount of people passing away that are?
1: I think the whole thing is stigmatized. Like it's just, it's so, it's so horrible to watch somebody that has the disease. So nobody really wants to talk about it. It's very depressing. So, you know, like I'm not comparing and I always said I'm not comparing diseases, but with cancer, there's a possibility of a cure and Alzheimer's because it's so difficult to diagnose. um, Usually people could probably have it like I doing research in frontal temporal dementia, which is what I think my mom has. She wasn't diagnosed with it, but she just exhibits a lot of the signs. They say that if you have it, you could probably have it 10 years prior to it being diagnosed. Yeah. So you're, you're basically living with it before it's diagnosed. And by the time 10 years hits, like uh, it's too hard to slow down the progression at that point.
0: Can they slow it down if it was caught early?
1: Yeah, like there's medication. like uh, There's Aricept. Or Reminol or Evixa, like they have medication to slow down the progression, which is pretty good. But it is what it, it like. It, the inevitable is the inevitable. So it helps you function day to day. The medication, yeah. which actually is more for the caregiver than the person. right? Sure, it helps the, the caregiver.
0: That's um, that's what I found in your book. There was a lot of um, like personal accounts of going through different medication and then the medication might help but it, it, it started a whole series of side effects and at some point it didn't become worth it or it, you don't think it was it was helping yet the side effects were awful. So it's kind of interesting to see that to you know you have to make some some decisions that are tough to make.
1: You know. Well, the, the, the hard part is this. So you're on the outside looking in. The doctor is, is, is going based on medical theory and diagnosis and expertise. But you're going on day to day. And then you're dealing with someone or an individual that can't speak for themselves. Because usually it's the same thing, like my mom has seizures and, you know, Obviously, I'm not putting her on medication, but even when they first started presenting, it's not like you can ask, okay, well, what did you feel like before? What did you feel like after? You can't, and that's what you do when you go to the doctor, right? You go and you say, these are my list of symptoms. This is what I'm feeling. Feeling this, and then, oh, this is what's happening. And then they do tests, and then they could give you a diagnosis and a medication that might help. With a person that's suffering from this disease, they can't tell you. Especially if their speech is gone. Yeah. So you can't help them. You have to guess. It's always just like observation and like fear. Like you're, okay, well, this is happening. This is happening. So how do you you help somebody like that if they can't tell you?
0: And that's something that like an outside support worker, do they spend enough time with patients that they would never even see that?
1: No. No. It has to be close. Unfortunately, and that's just, I guess, how life is, um... You have to have a personal connection to somebody to actually really go above and beyond for care. That's, right. just, that's just how it is.
0: Right. We're with other diseases. Yeah, Whether it's because, paid
1: or not paid, yeah. you have to have a personal, right? Like even if I'm paid, yeah, I'm going to care for you and I'm probably going to build a relationship with you. But at the end of the day, it's going to be probably somebody who cares beyond that. Right. To like say, you know what? Let's try this and let's do this, and it's like a puzzle. Like I think I said that in the book. I haven't read my book, so I can't really. How can you not read your book? Because no, it's not. It's not necessary. I already lived through it.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. So I don't. But want it, to it, really like, would it be it. painful to reread it? Or probably. Yeah.
1: I'd wonder why I'm not in a straight jacket.
0: When was the last time you cried about your mom?
1: Sometimes it depends on the day. If I look at an old picture, maybe, that, yeah, that might do it. Yeah. Like when I... Or, but see, I, what I try to do is I remember things she would say or like a snappy comeback she would give me, and then that alleviates the um, sadness. Yeah. So. But do
0: you, do you find that you have to... It's weird because you have to be... You say you have to have a real close relationship, be able to notice little subtle changes in that, but that also opens you up to being even more part of the painful part of it. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And then, and then you gotta you gotta have to shut down that part to be able to function and be just almost clinical about the care.
1: You have to, because a lot of.
0: Gee, this is why I drank when I when I read your book. I called Karen. I was like, I, "There's like, again, we're gonna put the link in the uh, um, in the podcast because we obviously can't talk about it." But at one point, it's just a series of really like, are we are we gonna be swearing in this podcast? I, I think we should. So it's like it? a series of really shitty things that have happened to you, like, Me? yeah, no, I, yeah, because how you can't just say, "Oh, it's unfortunate." Like sometimes things are just. That's really shitty, you know. So at one point, I'm, you know, I was reading the book and it was afternoon, and uh, I'm like, oh, this is horrible. Like this is like so sad. And then something else happens, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I, you know what? I, I'm gonna have a beer. And I, I think I messaged you. I'm like, okay, I'm just at chapter five, and blah 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 happened, and now I had to have a beer. Holy crap! But. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like it, it's the the worst part, even in the book, and and you know that it it progressively gets worse. Like there's no there's no happy endings, and that's the the worst part, right?
1: Well, that's why it took me thirteen years to write, because uh, I always thought, okay, well, when I finish writing, is my mom going to die? Like, is that going to be the end of the story? And I didn't want that to be the end of the story. So I thought it was, like, my mom's life was somehow connected with my writing. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, clearly she's not going anywhere right now, so... Yeah.
0: I was waiting, like, for at least a little good news. You know, like... And then uh, part of the book is there's, like, a lot of reference notes in that. So I didn't realize I was coming to the end when I was coming to the end. And then when I came to the end, I'm like... Like, well,
1: that's a compliment.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah.
1: That's a compliment. Well, I'm revising, so... Okay. I'll be adding the end of the journey. And it's still not completely over. That's
0: right. Still so going on. Yeah. Still
1: continuing 17 years later.
0: Yeah. But what will you be adding? Just what has happened since the ending of that? To yeah, i I got a
1: lot. Uh, you haven't been the only person who was like, I wanted to know what happened to this and that. So, right. Um... And people do still want to know at the, the, uh, when I do happen to speak about, um, the book or my experiences, a lot of people automatically think that my mom has passed. And even last night I went yes. to a meeting and, um, you know, talking, talking and, uh, I said, yeah, my mom's in palliative care now. And she's like, oh, so when did she transition to a home? I'm like, she didn't. She's still at home. So I guess it's just really an anomaly. Um,
0: To me, the way you kind of talk about it and carry yourself, it's almost like like you're past, and maybe this is why people think that, because it's almost like you've passed the grieving stage and you're at the acceptance and can talk about it, but you're still in the middle of it.
1: Yeah, that took a lot of work. Yeah. So, I, and I will talk about that in the revised version. I will open yes. up, um, like the depression that I went through. I went through a really serious depression. And, um, but with, with me, how, um, When I'm depressed, I am very hidden. I don't bring anybody in, so I deal with it myself. So that's probably why people think, oh, uh, they can't look at me and think that I'm going through something. And that's a double-edged sword, too. Because people are just, then I don't know what, well, you said it. So say it.
0: What, What did I say?
1: You said, I don't. Say what you said. What do you mean? I can't tell you. We've what you said,
0: said lots of things to each other. What no,
1: you said I don't. I look a different way. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. I so
1: present it, a different way.
0: Right. I was because we we're talking about doing this, and so I was kind of looking at at um, Karen's like online persona or presence, and, and
1: this just did It's not a persona,
0: right? But I mean. For I know some, maybe people no, but, think it is, but for some people, I'm a musician, so like there's a lot of people that that present themselves where it's not really accurate, but it's kind of that's what you do to play the game. Like it's it's just it's just you know it's parts of you, but you highlight all the great stuff and you kind of minimize the the crappy stuff and um, but you're like
1: that, your presence. Okay, can I persona, interject? Go no. Yes, <laughs> okay, because so it, what bugs me...
0: So you're going to make me get a... a I'm going to get a beer in No,
1: because like what really... Popping, no, it. really, what bugs me is I'm very open, on, especially on social media. Yeah. Like, I say things that I don't really even want to admit. And people yeah. are always like, thank you for having the courage to, to say what you're feeling and right. share your voice and whatever. And then you get the, you're really going through that? Like, I, I just told <laughs> you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but because I think because you look together and you look. And I don't
1: know what a caregiver. Looks, I don't know. Yeah. So should I, I walk know. around disheveled with? I don't know. Like, would that would that be more? Like, if, would that have more impact?
0: Maybe I don't know. You know, I I mean.
1: And it, why it do why why is that then?
0: Why yeah, why yeah. do you
1: automatically if somebody is like you know. Can't put themselves together, and I'm. I told you, I just finished saying, I went through that where, but I kept it hidden. Right. Yeah. Because that's how I was raised. Yeah. You deal with things internal, like it's nobody's business. Right. Yeah.
0: But you want to make it people's business. Why? No, no. I mean, but now, like, like the purpose. No, I'll of share this, it now. I'll yeah. share
1: it because. I guess I'm strong enough to share it. Yeah. At the time, no, I wasn't.
0: But, like, even if you don't show it, it's. it's I guess it's good for people to know that, you know what, it wasn't, it isn't, it's still not easy. Um, and just because you're functioning in that doesn't mean it's any easier.
1: It's sort of like a, I look at it like this. You have an option and that's like with anything you're going through, regardless, because I'm sure I'm not, I, I, there's lots of people that are probably have it like way worse than me. And that's the point. You have to, whatever challenges you're given. Yeah. It's, I think the easy way out is just to like, Oh oh my gosh, woe is me. Da, 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 da. And kind of like feel sorry for yourself. And yeah, nobody's saying you do get a chance to say this sucks and I can't stand it and I can't do one more day of this. But at the end of the day, you have to pull yourself together. Everybody has a challenge. Life isn't going to be easy. And then pick yourself up and get on with it. Yeah. And that's really the message. It's not, oh, well, just do what I did. No, you do what you have to do. But I'm going to tell you what the reality is. Yeah. And then you can make a decision. That's all it is. It's just a decision. And that's what I did. It's just one day I I said, "I, I can't keep doing this and I don't think my mom would want me to do this right like it's yeah. so ridiculous what I'm doing and I can see my dad shaking his head going would you get on with it <laughs> so okay so yeah okay I'm getting on with it now
0: but it wasn't an, e- an easy road to get oh there. well
1: yeah okay. but, that's, years. But, that's what I'm, but that's what I'm years. saying
0: like it, it, it looks like you've handled it
1: it's my whole life and,
0: yeah yeah, but it looks like you've handled it easily and oh, yeah, gracefully and that. But that's what I was saying. When it's I right. look at your when I looked at, at your um just basically Facebook and Instagram You know what it is?
1: What people are really doing is looking at me and then I d I don't know. I think they're just judging based on looks.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because if you said You read the story, and what? Complete different scenario.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's why it's good that you know that the story gets out and the revision comes out, and people read the book. Um, And what I found, and what I what I thought, is like, if I think you can save people a lot of time and effort with the navigation of how to get through Canada's health system dealing with this. So I think that, that's like valuable, you know, that's what I said. Like you have you see. have a unique way to to sell that service um, and to really help people.
1: I think it's um, but I also want to change the way um, of I want to change the way of how caregiving is like it because really it's not because people that I've had um, people seem I, I, I don't ever profess um, to say that I I one-on-one caregive for my mom I'm an informal caregiver yeah I, I'm not health trained professional at all and so people just on oh well, you don't you have help absolutely I have help because my mom is Well, first of all, now she's bedridden. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you have to have help unless you're a personal support worker by trade, and you want to take on that role. That's great. And you're and heroic, and
0: you have money to survive. Because who's going to pay you? Like, are you going to get paid if you? Oh, there's no, there's no subsidy,
1: by the way. And if people are thinking that too, like, oh well, she gets because I've heard that comment. Um. That I get money from the state. I don't know what state that is, but um, no, there is absolutely no money. I've never received any form of subsidy from the government for yeah. looking after my mom.
0: Is is that even possible? Like, do they have that?
1: I don't think so. Not yeah. to my knowledge. Yeah. I know they have a compassionate care leave,
0: but that's short term, right?
1: Yeah, and which is. Hilarious. There's no
0: short term with 17 years
1: later. But, yeah, my doctor stopped guessing. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he used to say, okay, I give her six months. and Just based on her, um, you know, appearance and whatever. And then when she survived the six months, he's like, okay, forget it. I'm not doing it anymore. He goes, I'm not. He goes, I refuse.
0: That's like the old joke, you know. <laughs> Someone gives you, the doctor gives you six months to live and they give you a bill of 50000 and they're like, and they're like, there's no way I can pay that in six months. you are like, well, how long is it going to take? Well, it'll take me to be, okay, so I'll give you, a, yeah. I'll give you a year to live yeah. yeah Yeah.
1: No, she, um, nobody's guessing and nobody's, nobody's doing that anymore. So we don't know, but, um, yeah, there's the, and regardless of what, like, it's not that you can't work anyways. Let's let's get back to that too. Because I want to change that view of um, your caregiving because employers are very unsympathetic. I'm just gonna say it. They are not. So they're unless this affects you personally and you know how challenging it is, again, it goes back to unless it's personally yeah. your it's your loved one and nobody's really going to care. And
0: I think we're going to do a future podcast based right on employees and what needs to be done to get um, that information out to them. But yeah, that that's a huge, there's a huge gap, right? They work, workplaces don't get it.
1: No, it's not that you can't work. You can absolutely work if, and you can work in your, whatever field you were in. It's, they have to just be more creative with and flexible in the work environment to accommodate somebody who's going through this. Because like, especially for Alzheimer's, cause I can only speak to that, it, it is day to day, it changes, it fluctuates. Yeah. You are on call. I'm always on call.
0: And you can't predict. No. Yeah. Like my yeah. mom can
1: have a seizure right now. Not that I can do anything about it. Right. But even hearing about it is traumatic.
0: Sure. So, yeah.
1: you know, the, the other side of this is I have PTSD, right? So, because you're always on, like, you've dealt with, you've seen, you've witnessed so many traumatic events that you can't control, because I can't help my mom when she's having a seizure. Yeah. And if you've ever witnessed, you said you have, but imagine seeing that, like, several times.
0: Well, I witnessed a total stranger when I was at a restaurant, and he was surrounded by his family, and, yeah, they were, it was horrible.
1: Yeah, so You know, imagine and I didn't know
0: the man, and it was horrible for me, right? So, if that was my father, I can, I, you know, it probably multiply by 10, kind of, if not more.
1: And that's, so, what's, that's what started her journey into palliative. She had a bad seizure and she was unresponsive so she had to be rushed to the hospital and so you know that's and the doctor had said she is healthy other than her alzheimer's which is another and he said that he attributes it to her care yeah. She's obviously well taken care of you could see that and he said Her seizures will probably get progressively worse, and then she will probably just die from like having a seizure because her brain is completely shrunk, right? So that's why I'm like, you know, because I'm always like, is this the one? Is this the one? Is she? And so that's the reality of it. There's a lot of other things that you suffer as a caregiver that you yourself go through like you'll get compassion fatigue you'll get maybe ptsd depending on what you witnessed because this isn't a normal thing that if you decided that you're not going into the healthcare profession these aren't normal things that you should be witnessing right Uh, well i don't think you should be witnessing that regardless but
0: i've had to witness some stuff with my dad (laughs) okay yeah that i don't uh (laughs) yeah
1: well, there's a lot of things I witnessed with my oh, that I, I really didn't want. I, yeah. yeah I would, I'd like to wipe it out of my brain, but I can't. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, you know, I think there's going to be a lot more talks. I think this is like a great introduction for our first one. And um, how often do we want to do this? Weekly? Monthly? Maybe monthly. Monthly? Yeah.
1: Well, depends. Depends on what people say. Let's hear yeah. feedback. Like, it's, you know.
0: I know stories happen daily, but we can, um...
1: We see what people want. What do you guys want?
0: Yeah, what so maybe, hear yeah, about? in the comments Send section. Send some
1: questions, maybe. Yeah. And topics that you want covered, or...
0: Okay, so, well, what what's your book called?
1: <laughs> Alzheimer's, What They Forget to Tell You.
0: Okay. And we'll put a link. Um, I think there's only like a limited run. The next run is going to be a limited run uh, before the revision comes out. Yeah, I'm, but, um, um, I'm
1: doing one more order and I'll probably put I'll put that information out the coming, this coming week. I'm going to order um, probably a hundred copies.
0: And where else can people find you? Um, just under your name on Facebook?
1: Chapters online.
0: Okay. But like even to find you online.
1: Oh yeah, just my
0: Facebook, name. Just Karen Lead L-E-I-D.
1: Regular spelling. Regular. J R O N.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: L-E-I-D.
0: Is that a normal spelling? I, I've, I've, I've never seen it before.
1: I'm being very sarcastic.
0: I know, but like, is it, is it from... Is it from is it like a Trinidadian?
1: Are you spelling? really doing that right now? Didn't what? you see that post that I put? I know where people ask, Oh, that's an interesting name waited. I didn't give myself the name. I
0: know, but like most names come from a place and they know like my brother's Sean. Who should
1: I ask? I, should I ask my mom?
0: Well, you maybe you could have like how like this was the first time you've heard about it? I'm sure you've heard <laughs> about it your whole life. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> what maybe you want to say it weird Karen.
1: No, that's not how you say it, it's just Karen. Yeah. Right.
0: And that was before, like, people got funky with their names.
1: First of all, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's... that's a, old school it, funky. No, because that's... It's actually French.
0: See, this was my question, and you well, didn't know the answer, but you had to be... Yeah, because, about. like, I'm just, I
1: can't... That's a... I, I didn't do it. I didn't say I, know, I but, would like to be named Karen.
0: See, this is what... I'm now the phone's ringing. Like, this is really you. unedited.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So, French Karen. Whatever. We will talk again uh, in the next month. Trinidadian
1: spelling. I'm still on
0: that. (laughs) Well, I don't know. That's why I was asking the question. Really? Yeah. My parents
1: are from Aruba. What's Trinidadian spelling?
0: You know, it could be like... Wouldn't it
1: be like (laughs) A-N? Like Karen. (laughs) First of all, when I lived in Trinidad, they wouldn't call me Karen. It would be my entire name.
0: Oh, really? All the time. Karen Lee.
1: Karen (laughs) Lee. Like, I was never just Karen.
0: Well, my parents are from, it's weird, because we have talks about the family. We're getting off topic, but this is part of it. We're just chit-chatting. But every one of my, even my mom, my mom's real name is Eleanor, but they call her Eileen. But some people call her Viv, and some people call her Dot.
1: No. And we don't
0: know why. Like, everyone's got aliases in the the Caribbean. Like, nobody wants to be found or something. So maybe that's why they gave you your...
1: My mom was always Marlene, yeah. and my dad was always George. So, yeah.
0: And you've always been Karen.
1: Very pretty. Right. First of all, why? Why is it that as soon as you say, "Are we you're like, this, would you
0: this with you yelling at me?" Is no, this, yeah. Is well, this why doing?
1: is it? I just know because I need to know now. Yeah. Why is it that when you say like you're from Trinidad or whatever, people always start doing a weirdo accent?
0: Well, there is a Trinidadian accent.
1: Yeah, but why are you doing it?
0: Um, I think I can because I I
1: don't think you can,
0: because my parents are from the islands.
1: So that just, you know,
0: that's right. I have the right. I don't uh, think so. Okay. You don't even do a Trinidadian accent.
1: Right. So what does that tell you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so that's it for this episode. And we will talk to you if Karen, Karen's still talking to me. Yeah. This might be the last time we've ever talked. We'll Um, see. Yeah, we'll see. It, it'll be somebody else. will be somebody,
1: <laughs> we'll somebody else. Somebody else. A know, in one one. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. But they'll, be from, but they'll be from Trinidad. What's that? With the accent.
0: With the accent. And they have the right
1: to say it. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.